This podcast is part of the National Archives Voices of the Armistice campaign, commemorating 90 years since the end of the First World War. Hear more voices at nationalarchives.gov.uk forward slash armistice. Part 2 or 4. My name is William Spencer. I am the Principal Military Specialist at the National Archives at Kew. Rail 253-516. Great Western Railway Audit Office, Paddington Station. A collection of letters from members of the staff who served in the Audit Office sent back to that office after they had joined the Army during the First World War. It is an unusual collection for such a discreet amount of material relating to a very small office to survive here at the National Archives. March 1916. Since the January issue, two more of the audit staff have left to join HM forces, making a total of 128 now in khaki. We congratulate our old sports Sergeant Billy Hastings on his promotion to this rank. His colleagues will be pleased to hear of his recovery to health after such a prolonged stay in hospital through wounds. Extracts from an interesting letter appear herein, from Corporal F.G. Woodhams with the Army in France. Hard marches with full pack. The last time I wrote, I think I told you we'd lost our comfortable job in railheads. We have been shifted from GHQ and are at the most godforsaken hole there can possibly be in France. We had a rotten journey, raining all the time. Reveille was at 4am and we eventually left the station about 10am. The accommodation consisted of the old cattle trucks, and rations of bully and biscuits. It was a very cold and uncomfortable journey. We arrived at our destination about 4.30pm, and after standing in the rain for two and a half hours with full pack on, we set out on a 10-mile march. It's the worst march I've ever done. The majority of us at the finish were absolutely knocked up, and were only too glad to crawl into billets before going to bed, which was about 12am. They gave us a mug of tea, the first we had since six in the morning. And best of all, a ration of rum. The up-to-date soldier kit to carry about from place to place consists of 150 rounds of ammunition. Inside the pack, overcoat, fur coat, two pair of socks, one pants, one shirt, ground sheet, iron rations. Outside the pack, Macintosh and mess tin. In haversack, cleaning kit, hold all, 24 pounds rations, soap and towel. And on top of that, extras such as handkerchiefs, plate, mug, tobacco etc, two smoke helmets and a satchel slung over the shoulder, a respirator in the left flap of the tunic and field dressing on the right, and of course a rifle. In all, it's no light weight on a long march. It takes all one's strength and staying power to keep going. We are billeted in a barn and have a sea of mud to get through. We have no boards, so sleep in the ground. Fires are not allowed in the billet, and at night time it's devilishly cold. In the village there is a little general shop, now nearly sold out. One pub where they sell something they charge two and a half shilling for and call beer. There are no shops of any description and of course no amusements. Rations are not so good now. Today's dinner, Sunday, bully beef, stew and two potatoes between 35 men. We have a loaf and a bit, small loaf, and two tins of jam between seven men. The shortbread issue, being augmented by the world famous army biscuits. Our captain is a perfect gentleman and about the most popular man in the regiment. The junior captain, an absolute sport, and the platoon officers are all very decent sort of fellows. We appear to be much better off in this respect than before, and certainly think that D Company has got as good a selection of officers as any other company in the battalion. Freddy, or what's left of him, 
after some very stiff marching. This podcast is a recording of extracts taken from records at the National Archives and is a copyright of the Crown. Thank you.